Today's podcast is sponsored by Atomic Golf. If you need custom ball markers, divot repair tools, and more that are made from high-quality materials like solid copper and brass and look really good, then you should check out our friends at Atomic Golf. If courses like Old Barnwell, Landman, Sweetens Cove, and more are already working with them, then you should too. Visit AtomicGolf.club and follow them on Instagram at AtomicGolf. Uh, what's another one that uh, has become a source of debate as far as behavior on the golf course that you know of, as far as a golf etiquette debate? Uh, apparel. Uh, I know. Apparel. Like, so yeah, what's the yeah. big one? What's the yeah. big one that some people are against? And I actually saw some funny tweets about this over the weekend. Uh, well, I know a lot of people don't like the joggers on the golf course and uh, yeah. uh, hoodies. I know. Are, are, and hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. I saw quite a few tweets that says something to the effect, you know, you see some drunk guy rolling down a hill, showing his bare butt or whatever. But the people's tweets were like, hoodies opened the door to this kind of behavior. <laughs> Welcome to the Caddy Tales podcast. I'm Mark the Caddy. I'm joined by my sidekick and colleague, fellow caddy Nick, and we are excited to talk to you once again about our experiences as caddies on a top 100 golf course in the state of Wisconsin. Such a wonderful opportunity that we have, always remembering that golf mirrors life and there's so many lessons to be learned on the course that we bring into our lives and so many lessons in our lives that we can take out onto the course. So how you doing today, Nick? Doing good, buddy. A uh, little, little tired from that Super Bowl last night. I wasn't planning on uh, five whole quarters of football, but yeah, here we are. Yeah. So those uh, who are listening, we record these on Mondays generally, release them on Fridays. So this is the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. If elected president, I can promise that that will be at the top of my platform. But uh, got my yeah, goals. very, very exciting game. I'm not excited about either team. And I was finding myself rooting very much for the 49ers, though, during the game. So uh, congrats to Kansas City, though. But mm-hmm. we move on. And now we are post-football season. We turn our attention more dutifully to this beautiful game of golf. It's getting nearer and nearer till the start of our season but something yeah, weird sure, happened yeah. this weekend nick yeah we had the super bowl mm-hmm. it went to overtime correct it is this close amazing game and yet i think there was a sporting event that kind of was more intriguing yeah and that was the waste management phoenix open yeah out yeah. there in arizona it was it was quite a wild event what did you think yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, Nick Taylor with quite the comeback. I didn't uh, didn't think he was gonna do it there. He's like down, I think, like two strokes with three to play or something like that. And what a run! Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he great uh, win for him. Kind of sad though that I think at least in social media circles, the golf, which was quite good, was overshadowed by the shenanigans by a number of fans. It was uh, quite wild. And certainly the golf community has some strong opinions on what took place. Were you able to see some of the videos that were posted out there this weekend about uh, the tournament? I saw, I saw on your Twitter, I saw the the video you posted and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not surprising. I I actually went on Sunday last year to that, uh, that tournament and yeah, there were a lot of people that were feeling no pain, let's say. 
Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, Nick uh, has caddied out there in the uh, Phoenix area yeah. during the winter before, and so he's gotten to go and see the tournament. And so he was somewhat prepared for uh, all of the alcohol, I think we can say abuse that took mm-hmm. place. But uh, from what I can tell, and, and I was definitely more in tune to it this year than in other years, but from what I can tell, just based on what other people are saying, is that it kind of went to a whole different level this year. Like people trying yeah. to one-up one another with craziness, uh, yeah. maybe searching for some likes on social media. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, there was definitely some behavior that was so wild that it even caused the tournament to shut down alcohol sales. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, I think what, what kind of fed the fire was the fact that they weren't uh, able to start playing and they were playing so late into the evening and you know people were probably just getting drunker and drunker as the day goes on yeah it certainly didn't help and and i also thought and i watched more coverage on saturday than i did any other time i felt like the announcers just were so focused on hole 16 and kind of the celebration that takes place there that um it just took on a life of itself and Mm -hmm. yeah, combined with the delays and the just sitting there drinking to keep yourself occupied. It got kind of wild, but I thought it was perfect timing for us because we're continuing our look at things that caddies care about, maybe don't care about as much as people think that uh, we would. And we started a couple weeks ago by saying, you know, we don't care about your ability as much as maybe you think we do. There's a lot of other things we care about more so that you can have a good day. Um, last week, we talked about uh, the, you know, bags that people carry and, well, that we carry mm-hmm. and how they really can impact a day. And we care about them quite a bit. Now, uh, today, I want to talk about something that I think maybe isn't as easy to define, uh, whether we care about it or not. And I think this is the topic where we'd see maybe a wider variance, at least amongst even the guys we work with. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue of golf course etiquette yeah. and decorum. Yeah. Uh, how much do you care about it? Uh, what do you think, Nick? Well, me personally, when I play, I'm not, uh, I mean, I'm not super uptight about it. Uh, we usually have got music playing and um, I mean, everyone's respectful about it while you're, while you're hitting a shot, but there's going to be some smack talk and um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, but while I'm caddying, it's pretty important, obviously. Um, there's a lot of, uh, rules that we have to follow. Um, what am I trying to say here? Yeah. There's just a lot of rules that you have to follow while caddying. Well, and that goes to reading your players too. And yeah, how exactly. yep. important it is to them. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, yeah, you, you touched on one that, you know, if I threw up a poll on X today, uh, it would, it would start a, it's it's been debated many a times. I'm not going to yeah. do it, but uh, whether mu- music should be allowed on the course, yeah. and some people feel very very strongly yeah. Yeah. about uh, whether it should or should not, and yeah. probably it's... the people who feel that it should not feel more strongly than the others. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's something that's an important issue for people. It's, but you know, seems, I uh, think it seems like it's kind of generational too. I feel like a lot yeah. of the younger people are used to it they'll you know they'll bring their bluetooth speakers out and uh i mean there are certainly like older people that do enjoy music while they're playing but like the people that generally have a problem with it i think are a lot of the um 
the older people that probably didn't grow up with with all the music and everything, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, and that actually leads to the point that I uh, was thinking about a lot uh, this weekend. What happened at the Waste Management Tournament, um, issues of golf etiquette, I'm not so sure that they're just a golf issue, but not part of a broader discussion just about the formality in America. And the reality, I think this can't be argued with, we're becoming a more informal culture. Yeah. And so certainly along generations, there's going to be some differences in what we have been brought up with or what we're comfortable with. And I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Christmas, go over to my in-laws for uh, dinner and opening presents with all the grandkids. And my in-laws are great people. I mean, and they, you know, are down to earth and all of that. But it was interesting. This year I went in and I, I was wearing this hat in particular and my mother-in-law came from behind i was sitting on the couch and she took it off my head yeah and went and put it on the um over by the stairs and it wasn't because it was a michigan hat and she's some wisconsin fan or whatever Uh it was just we're indoors yeah and you know where hats now it's interesting we've me and my wife have been married almost 25 years and I think that's the first time we've done it. I've always been respectful and taken it off in the table. Yeah. Uh, because I grew up in a house with parents who were not like great role models or uh, they had plenty of issues or things they let loose on. But I remember if I came to a table with a hat on, my da- that was something that would have set my dad off. He would like hit me or something. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that is stuck with me. Yeah. But anyway, I grew up in a age and time where largely you you could wear hats in a building now uh for people who are older maybe that's not the case Mm -hmm. or think about um have you ever heard about what people used to do when they flew on an airplane nick no no yeah now now if you go and catch an early morning flight you're likely to see somebody sitting there with pajama pants letting you get on the plane but i'm told that people used to dress up for it it was a big event more formal huh yeah, it says huh. something. And also now, if you go by, if you see churches, for instance, um, and in their advertisements, very often they advertise, you know, they don't care what you're wearing or whatever. Hmm. And uh, okay. that's beyond uh, the scope of our podcast here, whether it matters or not, but yeah. uh, from a theological perspective. But there are people for whom it means a great deal to them personally. And you could go to a church, for instance, and see uh, some people wearing suits and ties because they're saying this day is set apart. This activity is set apart Mm -hmm. and they're deeply impacted by maybe some people who, in their mind, what they're wearing shows they don't take it as seriously. Now, we got to be careful on that kind of thing to read people's intentions in their heart. But it, it all pieces together to say, you know, these things are kind of serious issues, how we look at them. Maybe we shouldn't be as flippant with them. Mm -hmm. And as we become more informal, you're seeing some of that stuff creeping out onto the uh, golf course. So um, you you touched on one that fires people up, music. Uh, What's another one that uh, has become a source of debate as far as behavior on the golf course that you know of, as far as a golf etiquette, 
debate? Uh, apparel. Uh, I know. Apparel. So what's the big one? What's the big one that some people are against? And I actually saw some funny tweets about this over the weekend. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like the joggers on the golf course and, uh, Uh, hoodies i know are, are and hoodies yeah yeah i saw quite a few tweets that says something to the effect you know you see some drunk guy rolling down a hill showing his bare butt or whatever but the people's tweets were like hoodies open the door to this kind of behavior <laughs> it's the floodgates oh yeah boy. you know it was yeah. a slippery slope but yeah. uh yeah you know it's it's really interesting to me because i think it is one of those topics where I don't think you can make a uh, absolute truth statement mm. on it and say this is absolutely right or this is absolutely wrong. Yeah. And where you have to acknowledge some of it's maybe generational, some of it's just styles change and things are made mm. available like hoodies or joggers that weren't yeah. in the past. But I do think what we can do is say, how are we going to approach the events in our life? Are we going to say they're set apart and they're special? And for a lot of people, and we certainly see this coming and spending thousands of dollars on a golf trip, Mm -hmm. planning for a year, being with some of the people who are most important to them in their life. That event is set apart and Mm -hmm. that event is special. So how should we as caddies approach it for them? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I actually, I do like some of like the formalities about dressing properly at the golf course and, and certainly it's treated, uh, more seriously at, uh, private courses and whatnot. Cause it is like a special event. Like, you know, you know, it doesn't always happen. So, yeah. And, and also you're saying golf is, you want to, it's, maybe it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's okay to say, this is something where we want it to be at a different level of, respect we want it to be at a different level of formality because it speaks to the uniqueness and the special nature of the game Mm -hmm. i don't think we want to uh just say out of hand that 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 kind of attitude is elitist or wrong yeah and then on the other hand i think we got to be careful to say man if somebody's invited to golf and they have never been taught the rules of the game or whatever we don't want to jump all over them or whatever there's maybe a way to uh, gently teach. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about maybe some of the etiquette or formality of golf that I appreciate, uh, something that I think is set apart and that I would be really sad if it went away. Can you think of anything that you really appreciate about the etiquette of golf or the formality, Nick? I do. I do enjoy the post round, like handshake and everything, where you kind of like uh, commiserate with all, you know, with everyone, and just kind of like, yeah, it was an awesome day, wasn't it? And I enjoy that. Yeah, I think it's it's really neat. You know, we're often standing on the fairway for the 18th hole, and the group in front of us is finishing up. And as we're standing there, it's kind of you know you haven't interacted with these people. You don't know what kind of round they've had. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they've caddies and the players have got whatever. But you see them and they take their hats off mm-hmm. and they shake hands and it just feels like, okay, whatever happened, it's good. Mm-hmm. And and then I keep that in mind as then we get finished on the 18th green that, um, you know, no matter what happened, if somebody played well, if somebody didn't, 
you know, maybe if they want some shots back or whatever, we still just spent some special time together. Yeah, I agree. And we leave with respect. We leave with memories. It's good. I even like uh, just how we as caddies are trained to take our hat off when we greet players at the bag drop. Yeah. Make sure we give them a good handshake, Mm -hmm. look them in the eye. Yeah. And uh, showing respect, you know, just got to show respect for people. That's one of the things that I actually look forward to teaching my son how to caddy when he's old enough. In just a year or two, he's going to be able to go and start learning how to caddy at the local club. Yeah. And yeah, I want him to get involved with golf and I want him to learn how to read greens and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. But probably the thing that I'm most excited about is that he begins to interact at a higher level Mm -hmm. and golf fosters that. Yeah. And he's going to have to learn how to talk to adults and he's going to have to learn how to look someone in the eye and shake hands with a firm handshake and uh, be, um, you know, quiet and respectful when necessary. Mm -hmm. He's going to need to learn what is appropriate and what isn't. I I think those are great life skills for somebody who's 12, 13 years old. Have you noticed amongst maybe some of our younger caddies, that's one of the bigger struggles they have? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, I was kind of thinking in the back of my head too, that he's going to learn how to, uh, his ego is going to be put in check pretty quick. You know, Uh, that's like one of the things that I, learn pretty quickly is that um not everyone's gonna like you you know yeah right no no that's that's absolutely for sure and you know related to ego too i think you have to have the humility that says um the game is bigger than me Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna defer to the needs of my players and respect them i'm gonna read the room I know that there are some young caddies who struggle with that as far mm-hmm. as being able to carry a conversation. Yeah. And then also, um, I laugh sometimes, you know, a lot of the people who come to the golf course and play are loose with their language or they're having some cocktails and are freer or whatever. And mm-hmm. you certainly have those who want to hear the crazy caddy stories. You know, that's probably the majority of the time. Yeah. But you do get those groups that are pretty buttoned up, mm-hmm. very, very serious. Yeah. Very proper. Yeah. And I'll still hear caddies, you know, slip up and drop the F-bomb or tell an inappropriate joke or yeah. use the one-liners on the green that uh, uh, they're well known for. And yeah. it, it, I always think, man, uh, let, let's make sure that we're showing respect to these players and to the game yeah, and, no um, and not get too informal, not, mm-hmm. not lose the specialness uh, is that a word the uh uniqueness the set apart nature of the game so yeah i i love that but on the flip side i think we have to be careful to be so the the conversation of golf etiquette also i think has to have a context Mm -hmm. as far as how important it is or uh, what can be considered right and wrong when you're talking about the tour and professional golfers there's maybe uh Bible of uh, rules that can't necessarily apply to four people hacking it around a golf course that's pretty big for them and yeah. two caddies each carrying double bags. Yeah. Uh, the example that I was thinking of is, and you really notice this when the groups don't know each other, say there's like two and two and they don't know each other, um, staying behind. 
you know, till the mm-hmm. person in the back hits. Yep. You have to give these people free. Like if we did that, how long would it be our rounds if oh, people yeah. didn't go ahead to their ball? Yeah, it'd be miserable. Yeah. I mean, we'd have seven, eight hour rounds some days. Mm-hmm. And so you got to give people the freedom to say, hey, we got to play ready golf. Mm-hmm. You got to go, you know, stay out of the path of the ball, but yep. you got to go to your ball. Um, mm-hmm. Continuous putting, things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, there's got to be some freedom there when you're talking about our context. Yeah. And, because, yeah. Obviously, you're not the only group out there. You got to show respect for the groups behind you and keep up pace. Yeah. Of play. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And so like, you know, and, and sometimes you've got to teach these players like 10 times during a round, you know, you'll, we'll have said ready golf, you know, ready golf, yep. whoever's ready. And you'll still have that person constantly who's like, uh, you know, you're away. It's mm-hmm. like, just hit the ball. Okay. You're ready. Yeah. They're not. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know that sounds flippant and, and I bet you there's going to be a listener who 100% disagrees with me on that. And it's going to maybe yeah. message me and say, you can't be so hung up about pace of play. Well, I get it. But we also have the real world where they got to pack all these people into a golf course to mm-hmm. make money. Yeah, exactly. And so they, uh, they tell us to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's gotta be some freedom there in the etiquette. The, the thing where I would say I had maybe a turning point this weekend, cause it, it was so over the top to me, the behavior that I, that's where I got to thinking, maybe it's okay to be more formal. Maybe it's okay to be more, uh, into this. I would say that my, my nature or my first instinct was to not care about a lot of this stuff or, or to be uh, flippant about it. And that stems from annoyance mm-hmm. because I think sometimes golf etiquette can lead to some pretentiousness mm-hmm. and yeah. some out of touch behavior from some players. Um, for example, you know, have you ever seen somebody shank a drive, Nick, and then try to blame it on a noise that they heard from the distance? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that quite a few times, yeah. Me yeah. and the caddy usually talk under our breaths and be like, oh, this guy probably couldn't play on tour, but, uh, you know, luckily he's not, doesn't have to do that, you know? Yeah, you know, like, uh, I'll, uh, I'll hear somebody, like, cough, you know, in the mm-hmm. foursome. And a player, you know, just hits their ball astray and they turn and glare at the player who coughed. And I'm like, come on, is that really why you missed that? Uh, Maybe it's happened every now and then that that's the reason. But I also watch NBA games where guys are shooting free throws with thunder sticks in the background and thousands of people screaming. Doesn't bother them. Uh, Yeah. And so like what what happens for these tour players and the concentration maybe that they need and the precision with which they play again, may not translate to the game for most of us. So should we go out of our way to yell or slap thunder sticks when somebody's hitting? No. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but do I think that it gets a little out of hand sometimes as far as people using it yeah. uh, to give themselves a free mulligan or whatever? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, there are some, some pretensions to all of this that I think we want to avoid. Um, you know, Nick, do you have any uh, other insights on this topic? Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if everyone could play the game and not let anything bother them and um, all that jazz, but yeah, you definitely have to be respectful and uh, at least at the very least be quiet while someone's hitting. I think that's just the major one. And I wish 
at the waste management, I think people would be more respectful of that because it doesn't seem like they care at all about trying to trying to be quiet while people are hitting. So yeah, no, that was something that uh, we saw Billy Horschel get into it with a fan mm-hmm. uh, yesterday because he, yeah. you know they're yelling and. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big deal for them, but it's still a golf tournament and they're still playing for a lot of money. Like that, that tournament is a lot of money for them. And Um, and even if I'm not convinced that that matters for most players, like, does it really impact the game? mm -hmm. That gets back to the discussion of it's okay though, for golf to be set apart. Mm-hmm. It's okay for golf to say we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, yep. and we're going to be different. We're we're mm-hmm. not the same atmosphere as a NFL game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a matter of just simple opinion. Mm-hmm. And there's people who can vary on their opinions on that. But I think there is something to be said about uh golf just being one of, of respect and gentleman or gentlewoman. Um just being out there doing their thing in a way that uh, honors this beautiful game that we have. Um, So yeah, it's just really, really, it was fascinating to me to see all the behavior. But again, I just don't think it had much to do with golf as much as it had to do with we're living in this very, very informal society. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe we need to reevaluate a lot of settings in our life. Mm-hmm. And how we approach them, how do we show respect for them? How do we honor them? How do we honor and respect others? And you know, still exercise our freedom. But uh, you know, because because you know, I'll use this example again. I might think it's fine to wear a hat indoors, okay? Yeah. But if my mother-in-law doesn't want me to, mm-hmm. and I'm at her house, yeah. Then I honor her and say I'm not going to wear a hat. Yeah. And I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in the name of freedom, people forget that kind of mutual respect that we're supposed to have for each other. Yeah. And I saw some of that behavior going on at the waste management tournament where maybe people just weren't respecting those around them mm-hmm. and were looking to make a name for themselves. And yeah. I think that can be pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, kind of where we're at in society right now, but yeah. 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 So, okay, Nick, uh, before we finish today, I do want to kind of get to our segment called Good Caddy, Bad Caddy. And it's somewhat related here. They had to cut off alcohol sales at the waste management. Yeah, I heard that. And uh, that they said 30 people blacked out. Uh, we saw other pictures of people just stumbling, barely able to stand up. Yeah. Every now and then you get those groups that are ordering the double transfusions. Yeah. Uh, before the round and at each of the beverage carts. Yeah. <laughs> and they get pretty loaded. Yeah. It doesn't happen too often where it just no. crosses maybe a line, whatever line it is that you think is the line. Yeah, not but too often. Let, let's throw out the scenario. Someone's mm-hmm. just gone too far, mm-hmm. and there's still holes to be played. Yeah. How does a good caddy handle that? I think this is a yeah. really tough one. Yeah, it is a very tough one, and, like, you can't really cut someone off as a caddy. Uh, maybe you could have, a car, like, a conversation with the cart girl and be like, hey, maybe we could, you know, not give them doubles this time or, you know, cause I'm, yeah. I'm sure they have a way of doing things. They'll, 
you know, say they'll give you a double or something like that, maybe make it a single. Um, yeah. But and I've, I've it's very rare, but I've seen the the golf course uh, staff get involved at at our course before, where they'll cut they'll cut a group off. Um, but that's that's like very rare. That's like once I've ever seen that happen. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just got to have uh, communication with everyone um, at the golf course. You know, we've ha- we have marshals that are monitoring things. And like I said, the cart girls usually do a pretty good job of not over-serving our guests. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I want, you know, yeah, it's it's tough because you're you're working for a tip from people. So you're not in the business of having, you know, being at odds with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course you want people to be safe and, um, mm-hmm. also be able to finish. So I was thinking, okay, yeah, you, you jump ahead of them at a hole and mm-hmm. go and talk to the car girl. Yeah. Um, I have found that usually in every group, there's one person who's the leader yeah, on, yeah, of yeah. some sort. Yeah. And, uh, I have on occasion, especially this has been when it's a pace of play issue, mm-hmm. I've gone and talked to them rather than say something to the whole group, mm-hmm. uh, because you just kind of pick out the person you think can handle information a little bit better or mm-hmm. might act on it a little bit more proactively. Yeah. And uh, you go and kind of whisper to them that we've got to cut so-and-so off or yeah, what do you think? And It probably sounds better coming from them too than coming from yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now a negative way, and we've learned this uh, with some people the hard way, a negative way to handle it would be to join in with them. Though I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would not be good. I know at some golf courses, I think maybe the caddies are allowed to do a little bit yeah, more of that. Yeah. I've but, heard a uh, few stories, especially over in Europe, uh, Ireland, yeah. Scotland. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I've, I've thought about that. Like, even if even if it was allowed, like, you really, first of all, it would just be exhausting to carry two bags around with that. Yeah. But like, also just, you're not doing a good job for them. Maybe they don't care by that point if they're just yeah. out for a party and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah that's, you want to be on your game was... and... Yeah, that's what I was thinking in the back of my head is like, if I were to do that, like my performance is going to suffer quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially like reading a putt or something. Like, yeah. That's right. something you really kind of have to yeah, you gotta be a little bit more uh, focused on and stuff. So you don't mm-hmm. want to do that. You don't want to like, you know, embarrass the player. You don't want to start yelling at them necessarily, whatever. But, you know, I've had guys who have had trouble controlling their bladder. Uh, they've had so much to drink. I had one guy just on the 17th tee box once. Uh, great guy. Actually, a pretty good player. Uh, mm-hmm. But he uh, he had kind of given up on the golf course on the 16th hole because his ball hit the side of the fairway and then went into a bunker underneath. a You know, and it was like one of those mm-hmm. shots where um, it's going to take him four shots to get out of the bunker. And he had just had enough of all the bunkers and those kind of shots, whatever. So he he cussed his way up the 16th hole and he decided he's going to lay down on the 17th tee box. We're waiting to, you know, for the group in front of us and he fell asleep and uh, yeah. Yeah. I just fell asleep because he had had so much to drink. And I'm like, yeah, that's uh, don't see that every, I'm like, I already got two bags. I'm not carrying them in. So uh, guys, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. He's your problem. No, but you know, so you see that happen every now and then it's not the norm. Usually you see guys going hard, uh, right before the run, and then the first um, beverage cart, and then by the back nine, they're like, 
Oh, I need to slow down. So I always feel a little bad for the back nine cart girl. She certainly doesn't make as much money as the ones on the front nine. Yeah, people are thinking about how they're going to drive home and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, you face those issues out there, and uh, you you wish that everybody was able to handle it, or um, was it keep it in moderation or whatever. But you know, they don't, and uh, so we we do our best to maybe talk to a golf staff or a beverage cart attendant or uh, maybe the leader in the group and mm-hmm. get things under control. And we keep moving forward and uh, try to make the best day of it. Uh, but I really enjoyed this topic. I mean, it's a little more cerebral and maybe a little less definitive than some of the other things we're going to talk about. Like if the topic was do caddies care about or not care about the tip that a player leaves? Yeah. Well, you know, we've got a pretty strong definitive answer uh-huh. to that. And we could go on forever about it with... Uh, absolutes as far as our opinions mm-hmm. but on this one i think it's it's not as easy yeah. and i would just close by saying i would err on the side of saying and is what i'm choosing to wear or is what i'm choosing to do um is it respectful to the mm-hmm. course to the people that i'm playing with and is it going to be something that causes offense and if it is is it really that important to me to exercise my freedom in that way? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I was thinking too, there's, and then, and then there's just mistakes that are made. Uh, did you see the, what was it? Lowry who stepped in somebody's line over the weekend oh, I didn't, and they had I didn't like see a, that, no. yeah. And then they had a very kind of angry handshake or whatever oh, really? uh, at the end of the round. Oh. And you know, at that level, again, it probably matters at ours it doesn't matter as much as people think if that happens, but if it does, you apologize yeah. and, and you move on and you try not to do it. And you yeah. respect that there's that element of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the key is to say, let's not go out of our way to cause offense. Let's have a good time, but let's also say, man, this is special. This is set apart. This is that three, four, five hour period of our day of our life where we get to go and do something outside at a beautiful place uh with people that we care about hopefully and it's special so let's treat it like that mm-hmm. and when we do it, it tends to make some pretty beautiful memories so again thanks nick look forward to um next week and what we talk about whether we care about that or this or whatever and uh until then i just want to remind all our listeners out there that uh Life is a lot like the game of golf. On this side of the ground, there is always another shot to be taken, no matter how badly things are going. So be sure to take yours. Mm-hmm.